Welcome to another episode of AFP Top 3 with Annie, Kristen, and Rachel. I like how we're all in bed, by the way. <laughs> I think this is really the way to go. It is. We should do this all the way. Always. Always. <laughs> okay. All right. We've got my tablet set up. I've got my pillow situation down. You have lips on your boobies. I do. Yeah. My very large boobies. <laughs> oh my goodness um so it's our last our last top three episode yeah i'm only a little bit sad i mean i do enjoy the top threes i do it depends on the topic but like i feel the last few have been really good for me because i they're ones that i can really sink my teeth into so mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Aside from the fact that I'm busy all the time, uh-huh. I do enjoy this. I yeah. do feel like for this one, I'm missing something that's probably super obvious. Same. Very but, much. Same. No, I'm curious. Like, no, I'm just curious what you both have because yeah. I feel like there's something I'm probably missing that I'd be like, oh, yeah, that should have been on there. Okay. I'm going to preface, I feel like I do this every single time we do a top three. I didn't cheat this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that there was a way to cheat this time, but I didn't cheat this time. But I don't have one that's over 3K. And it wasn't because I didn't read any longer. I feel like I've read longer ones that, but I just couldn't find them or I couldn't Hmm. remember them. And everyone that I picked, I'm I'm sure of, and I'm I'm happy about. But I'm also just looking at this list like little baby fix. Every one of these is so short, <laughs> but I stand by them. I do. Now, le- this is where I ran into some problems. Where I tried to make it where the story was actually about the breakup and not possibly about reconciliation Uh do you have any kind of like in between reconciliation I have both you have both okay yeah I have a couple that start with the breakup and then eventually do lead to getting back together but I really did try to stick to Mm -hmm. just breakup Uh so So I had a sorry go ahead no no it's just there's a couple that yeah are longer so it does span the whole game sure sure i i had like a solid you said it and i was like i know my fix already as soon (laughs) as we decided we're doing breakup and then i realized that some of them they are broken up but it's more about the getting back together so i was like "Mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna rework this Mm -hmm. so i feel like i would have cheated had i done that well then maybe I cheated. No. <laughs> I don't think it's a cheat. I think I, I think it was just I don't know. It, it's a decision. It if they're broken up at well, any point in the fic, I okay. feel like There's unless it's like the first chapter and a half, and then the rest of like the other fifteen chapters, they're together. That's right. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. not the same thing. There's Where the breakup is a major yeah. component yes. of it. Yes. Oh, well, yes. then, okay. 
Yeah. There's one that ended up in my honorable mention because I love the breakup section of it, but it's not just about the breakup. So I yeah. put it on honorable mention. But yeah, yeah. I, I mine is more, I did the same thing with one yeah. of the ones, maybe I'll add the other one onto my honorable mentions where it's more about reconciliation than breakup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see how it goes. So if you haven't already figured out, today we're talking about Mulder and Scully breaking up or being broken up or, yeah, separated or whatever. Not separated. That's too. You know what we mean. Um, yeah. But it is our last, our last top three for this season. And I'm sure we're all very excited to get summer. Mm. <laughs> But not the season finale. Yes. Yes. We do have the season finale. Um, Don't even know how it's going to work. I feel like we need, I feel like this is almost like a Darkest Timeline episode and we need to tell people what the finale is going to be so that they can like read it ahead of time with us. Mm -hmm. Should we? We should, I think. Okay. Well, stay tuned to the end of this episode when we tell you what we're going to discuss. But we are going to push the... So, okay, hold on. So this episode is dropping on Thursday, the 11th. But the finale is not going to be out until June 1st. We're pushing it an extra week. Because we have a special guest. (laughs) Because we have a special guest surprise bitches so there's that but stick around for the end of this episode when we tell you what massive work of painful fiction you need to read in the next three weeks <laughs> i do feel a little cheated it should be a darkest timeline episode well you're all gonna be there that's true so maybe it kind of is maybe it's an expanded darkest timeline I like episode that. i like that see oh it's, it's darkest timeline with guests I'll you what started. I'll get started on some artwork then. Ooh. Ooh. I have painful. no idea what I'm going to. Painful artwork. <laughs> everyone crying. <laughs> Whatever. I like it so far. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So welcome to your last day of P Top 3. I'm Rachel. I'm Kristen. Annie. And we're not trying to hurt you. <laughs> you know, this is. They did break up. They broke up. They did. They were separated by choice. We don't know whose choice. Whose choice? I think we all can make a guess. Um, In all of mine, it's one person. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody writes it the other way around. Like, have you ever read one where he breaks up with her? Well, now Mm -hmm. someone needs to write it. But like how? It wouldn't even fit. It doesn't she's make not sense. not interested in his quest anymore. She's uh, the one who's changed. I still don't think he would care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that would I'd, be, I'd read it. I mean. I would love to watch somebody it. attempt to do that. <laughs> mm. I'll tell A.V. to do it. <laughs> Take your twisted self and do this. Um, anyways, so this is so, I'm so weird. We're all coming to you live, not live, Mm -hmm. 
Sunday night before the straps from our beds. <laughs> so we're all kind of discombobulated and out of sorts, but we're comfortable. So who the fuck cares? Um, yeah, I'm like, I keep, I'm so used to having my monitor right here and I've got my tablet over here and it's just weird. Um, so I guess I'm going to dive in. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so my number three is call me by some kind of seizure. And nobody has that. That's exciting. Mm -mm. Um, it's it's rated TA, uh, teen. It is uh, 1,372 words. It's on AO3. Um, Skelly is home from a work function after pulling a muscle in her back. Um, and she can't figure out how to get her dress off. It was like this big, huge thing. Um and she's in like this velvet gown and she's all fancy. Um, but a few glasses of wine in, she remembers that Mulder said to call him if she needed anything. Um, and he's come over for like house things and, you know, minor emergencies and things like that. And she isn't certain if this is what he had in mind, but she's in pain and she needs him. So he comes to her new apartment. Um, but helping her on the house and disrobing her require very different levels of self-control. And he finds it a little too difficult because he doesn't know where she's been or what she's been doing. And he's like, I don't think, well, okay, that leads into this, but, um, but it's just cute. And they, this is one where it's like a snapshot of they are broken up and this is their life. You know, this is what's going on without, but they do get together at the end. Um, and it's, it, it, and it's sweet the way it happens. Um, but that all kind of goes right into my quote. Um, he takes the zipper in hand and it sticks the stretchy material clinging to her with the stubbornness she'd once wanted from him. He expertly places one hand on her waist to hold it steady as he urges the zipper down her back, drawing her skin out like maple syrup from a tree. The hand running the length between her ribs and hips lingers only a moment before he backs away. I can't do this, he says. I can't come and undress you at the end of the night when you've been out with whoever. I wasn't on a date, Mulder. It was a work event. Still. Her shame and anger blend and go sour as they bring her lips into a pouted purse. Anything, just call me. That's what you said. I know. I'm taking it back. And then he, like, goes to leave. <laughs> but then he comes back in. Because she calls before he's, like, gone. He can't resist. Nope, he can't. But, yeah, it's it's... It's short and, and it's sweet and you see, you know, she's like trying to live her life and whatever, but you know, who are you going to call when you hurt yourself <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get your clothes off? It's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. Have That's either of you been in that position? No. No. Where you can't um, get your dress off? I don't ever. Well, first of all, you would have to see me in a dress. That doesn't ever happen. Okay. Um, nothing that I wear is binding enough. 
not when I've been like alone. I mean, mm. are, are you still like have these zip up dresses in the back when I lived by myself? And I was like, I can't get out of it. What, how did I get myself into it? And it's now a lot easier to wiggle two- and get into it. Hmm. I feel like now I have three people who can help me. <laughs> Thank God. I have kids oh, I that would help, but I don't ever need that kind of help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When I broke myself, I think, I mean, like they would help me get stuff off the floor. Like if Aww. I dropped my sock or something. Good kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go get mommy's boot. (laughs) Such a life. Yeah. But no, I've never, I've never had to be in that situation. Um, Kristen, what's your number two or three? Damn it. I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) My number three is soulmates by ATTHS twice on AO3. It's rated mature is 175 K. Um, so I know you can cut this out. I did not reread it because um, it's really long. Because it's massive. It's massive. Uh, what I like about this fic, it starts with them breaking up after the 2012 invasion that never happened. And the majority of the fic is them separated because it leads basically up through the revival and it has them getting back together um, right around the same time as Plus One as the revival did. It dives deep into them both dealing with therapy and with their past traumas, which I thought was really interesting, and working on themselves to get back to each other. Um, I'm not going to adequately explain this because it's so long. I, it's just it's really good, and everyone should go read it or listen to it because mm-hmm. she recorded it. Yes, um, she did. There's a lot of good moments with Maggie. Um, I know some people have mixed feelings on Maggie, but in this one. She kind of steps up kicking Mulder in the ass to get himself healthy again. Not so much to get them back together, but telling him that he's just screwing up his life and he needs to work on himself and heal himself. Um, And there's some cool moments with Matthew. um, Because it ends up Scully has a better relationship with her nephew, which I thought was kind of cool. Because we, you know, obviously never saw that. Um. And there's some really good original characters as well. Uh, there's a uh, Mulder's therapist who is named, oh, I'm going to space on it now. I can't think of her name. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, Rachel. Rachel's her name. I should have known <laughs> that, Rachel. Sorry. Um, it's a really good original character. And then, I mean, Crystal has continued her series into the whole post this series you know, continuing the same characters on, but the way she dealt with the breakup and the therapy aspect, I thought was really, really good. And I described one quote because it is so massive. Massive. Oh, really? Am I? Is my PDF not going to show the text at all? Mm-hmm. Be- no. Nope. See, this is what happens when I don't work at my actual workstation. <laughs> bear with us as we said we're discombobulated today <laughs> we are discombobulated today seriously it's it's not there um i might just have to lie and say i don't have a quote for it sure 
crap. This is really annoying me, though. Hang tight. Take your time. We're all just going to have issues tonight. It's fine. Well, anyway, I, I apologize. I can't find the quote, but it's it's a really good quote about Scully sitting in the car feeling like her heart is shattering in a million pieces as she leaves Mulder. Mm. So, since I can't find the quote, everyone should just go read the fic or listen to the fic because it's really good. And Crystal put a lot of detail into the fic. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my number three. Don't don't take my bad description and lack of quote as a reason not to read or listen to it. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> Annie. All right. What's your number three? My number three is called Invariant Truths by Too Shy This Too Shy the Shippy. And this one is 7,391 words. It's rated teen. It's on AO3. And uh, so in this one, Mulder and Scully are broken up. And Scully is worried and kind of hurt that she hasn't heard from Mulder in a while. And that he never initiates contact. And she's also been dating Tad O'Malley for about a year. I also like Tad O'Malley fix because I like Jealous Mulder, but whatever. That's I tried to not make it all the same thing because uh, I tend to do that. I'm like, ooh, I like this particular path that we're going down, Twisted Insect. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scully heads over to Mulder's apartment one day um, and they end up fighting, as most people who've broken up tend to do. Um, and then in the end, she says, um, oh, God, this is a really long quote. <laughs> Let me try to break it down here. Uh, I've never done well with, break- with breakups, she admitted. Jack, Daniel, Ethan, I've always severed ties completely because it's easier for me to handle breakups that way. But I wasn't trying to do that with you. At least I don't think I was. I just don't know how to be around you and still have a life outside of you, a dating life. I'm going to skip down a little bit because, again, it's very long. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped hearing from you, Scully paused to lick her lips. It felt as though I lost another piece of myself. I lost one every time I tried to pack my bags, only to unpack, hoping that if I stayed a little bit longer, you'd get better. I lost one when I actually left, when I told my family we weren't together anymore, when people suggested I start dating, when I actually started dating, when I told you I was seeing someone. A tart laugh escaped Scully as tears quickly fell down her face. Um, I'm trying to see if this is important. And when you started ignoring me, I already lost enough of myself over the past few months. I can't lose you completely. Because she's saying she still wants to have a relationship with him. Like a... Yeah. Not a romantic relationship, but just like to know that he's okay. And he's like, well, I can't really do that because it's really hard for me to be around you. Um, but then they start spending more time together. And like, there are times when Tad drops by and Mulder's there because he's asking about a case. And so things are really awkward. And I love that. Give me the awkward and the jealous Mulder. Um, and then it, towards the end, they're at a dinner party that Scully's hosting and Mulder, Scully and Skinner are all kind of reminiscing about the days on the X-Files 
And some of Scully's colleagues are asking her about that, you know, former lifestyle that she had as an FBI agent. Um, and it's kind of funny. It it almost feels like us reminiscing about it. Remember when they were on X Cops? Remember when this happened? Remember, <laughs> and that's this guy's like, I recognize you from X Cops, but they're going through these things that have happened throughout their time uh -huh. on the X Files, and for us, you know, the time on the show, and it's kind of sweet in that way. Um, and Tad is there, and Nate starts getting nosy and like figures out that Mulder and Scully are still actually married. And so he keeps asking about it. Well, like what, what happened? And Tad is just like, stop, just, you need to stop right now. I'm uncomfortable. Um, so there's just like a lot of awkward tension in this one and I'm just, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. And it's, it was new to me. So kind of a fun one to have discovered. And I, I had never really heard of uh, Too Shy the Shippy. Mm. So I don't know if either of you had. Nope. Yeah. No. New to me. Yay. New fic. But different. Different from some of the other ones I'd read. Yeah. That's my number two. No, no my number three. Number three. <laughs> See, we're all jumping ahead. That's my number three. A year with Tad O'Malley. Huh. Yeah. So a bit. Um, Canon divergent there because obviously, yeah, yeah, they're not working on the X Files. She's still at the hospital. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my number two is super predictable. Um, it is the Oak and the Cypress by Elogia Vergata. Uh, it is nineteen hundred and fifteen words. It's rated G. It's on AO three. And uh, this one, so this one has always struck me just for the scene that she set, like the colors that she paints it with her penny bright hair and red solo cups and her red chapped skin pointing at green post-its and her nutmeg freckles and, and then the subtle character revealing details um, like Mulder's coffee table detritus and bitten fingernails and super thin wrists because Scully's not taking care of herself. Um, it's just, it's exquisite and it's breathtaking and all of its pain as Scully, who is just clearly, like I said, she's just not been taking care of herself. Um, finally decides that it's time to leave a Mulder who has wound up conspiracies and invisible monsters to chase with all his spare time. Um, it's clear, like it's it's blatantly clear that there's love there, but time and trauma have left them both unable to do little more than just survive, and it hurts. So good. Um, <clears throat> and I have a quote, um, which is, it's taken from, so they're kind of like, I feel like they're kind of in the stage of bargaining where she's like telling him that she's going to go. I mean, she already has an apartment that she keeps elsewhere and she stays there sometimes. And it's like under the guise of being closer to work or just getting away because Mulder is a lot. And so she's telling him that she's, you know, made this decision and she's going to go and they're just kind of going back and forth. And so this kind of picks up 
and I wanted to do a whole big longer one, but well, I couldn't do that. Um, no, he breathes. Is this really how she sees them? She has been his Beatrice, his beacon in the night. You tried to save me when I was drowning, but instead I pulled you under. She shakes her head. This is what I mean. Do you see? We can't live like this. We can't live under two decades of misapprehensions and trauma. I'm supposed to be healing other people, and I can barely keep myself together most days. He sees the shape of things now. The two of them, like mirrors, facing one another and bouncing back endless distorted views. I didn't know, he murmurs. And then they go on. And like I said, you can tell that they still love each other and it's not what they want, but it's it's where it, it's just the best thing because they're just horrible for each other. And I feel like that's probably as close to what actually happened or would have happened had we seen it. Um, <laughs> not that the powers that be would have actually let that happen, but... Um, I feel like this is so close to probable um, that, yeah, and it's just beautiful. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, same. Yep. There's, <laughs> I'd forgotten how many breakup ones she had written. She does have quite yeah. a few, yeah. Mm-hmm. We found three. One of them will meet my honorable mentions. Okay, it could have been your whole top three list there, Rachel. It could have absolutely been my whole top three list, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> my my whole list is relatively just typical for me, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, no. And it is recorded, so y'all can go listen to it if you haven't already, or you can listen to it again because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Kristen, what is your number two? All right, I'm gonna go back to my number three for a second because I found my quote, and I feel like okay. I can do it justice by reading a quote. Okay. Right. Uh, so back to soulmates. Uh, this decision to leave him, even though she knew it was right, was killing her. Mulder was presumed dead for months, and she thought that pain was unlivable. Then he was gone from her life for a year, and that was unbearable. But this, Jesus, she could hardly catch her breath as the pain threatened to choke her. Her heart was shattered in pieces all over the car. She knew she would never be able to find them and put them back together properly. They would sit in places no one could ever reach. Once she opened the door and got out, she felt the pieces were going to float away on a breeze. Maybe they would go back to the house and find a corner and wait, lick their wounds, biding their time and repairing. But she felt none of that now. Only sadness and emptiness. Hollow. She felt so fucking hollow. If she tapped her chest, she was sure there would be an echo like the Tin Man. Wow. Yeah. You know. That was dark. Yeah. I love it. I love this topic. <laughs> Me too. I have, I have issues. I have so in the darkest timeline. So, I mean, you know, I will be in three weeks. True. But, you know, at least soulmates eventually, you know, they find their way again. So, yeah. 
as opposed to my number two. Which is? Doesn't leave on a happy note. Uh, The Unbearable Weight of Things Unsaid by Molder Girl on AO3. It's rated teen and up, and it's 3,300 words, roughly. So in the fic, they're already broken up. They're already separated. Um, She left him, and he refuses to reach out to her. She keeps trying to call and check in on him, but he won't. He won't call her. He won't text her. He won't respond. And he starts trying to find his own life outside of her. Um, He's running. He's working out. He's riding his bike. And on one of the days, he makes a trip to his post office and he finds uh, divorce papers in the mail. And he doesn't sign them. Instead, he starts a fire and just burns them in the fireplace. Then after she's been gone for multiple months um maggie calls him because she can't get in touch with dana and she's like every time i talk to her she's just she's not herself she won't talk to me she won't engage with me and Mulder's like well i can't help you because she left months ago and turns out maggie didn't know that she had left so Mulder decides to go and pay a visit to scully at the hospital where she's working and he knows like when her like weekly like staff meetings are and he waits for her after the meeting. And she's like, why are you here? And he's, you know, he's like, well, your mom called and she's like, well, what did you tell her? And he's, you know, I told her you left and she's pissed at him for telling her that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I really want to talk to you. And he's like, can we meet when you get off work? And she says, yes. And so she, they meet at a diner across the street and it turns out she thinks He's there to give her the signed divorce papers and he's not, he's there because he wants to talk and he feels like with all their history, they should be able to find a way back to each other. And he doesn't understand really the full reason why she left. And he like, are you seeing someone else? Did you find someone else? And she says, no. And it comes out that she thinks that if he had never believed in the invasion she would have never had to give William up and they could have kept and raised William. So she's been blaming him for her being forced to give William up for adoption. And Mulder's pissed and he flips it on her and blames her for not being strong enough to keep him and keep him safe. And their conversation ends up going nowhere. And eventually Mulder just gets up and leaves and he he wants to try to work it out with her but he knows right at that moment there's no way to and he says take care of yourself and walks out the door you know so still broken up still not in a bad or still in a bad place no resolution um the quote i have so they're at the restaurant um the waitress comes over um says don't normally see you on thursdays dana she says we've only got italian wedding or chicken noodle today if you're here for the usual that's all right rose i'm not here for long the water's fine you change your mind you let me know i will thank you Mulder blinks in surprise he wonders what scully's usual is but he's assuming it's some kind of soup she's regular enough that they know her name here and she knows theirs he doesn't know if this is a recent development she's never mentioned coming to this diner before only the coffee shop on the opposite corner and it just it's it's interesting because he's realizing also he doesn't know her anymore um 
that she has her own life and he's not part of it and she's not willing to share her life with him at the moment. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. So happy. So happy. So not communicating, you know, that they never talked about the adoption that was like, you know, 18 years before. Mulder and Scully not communicate? I know. It's what? Shocking. No idea what you're talking about. Annie, what about you? Um, yeah. So my number two is The Black Dog by A.V. Elijah Vergata. Is that on your honorable mentions or you're not no. telling me? <laughs> no, it's not. Not that one. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, that one is 683 words. It's just a little teeny tiny baby fic and it's rated teen. Uh, it is so short and shows the breakup through a series of snapshots, these little moments in time leading up to their breakup. And it's so effective for such a short fic. So it starts with Mulder's depression, then Mulder being upset on William's birthday. I think it's that he won't get out of bed. They're escalating fights. And then she finally leaves. And so there's not a lot. It's not very plot heavy, obviously. So uh, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I will read this. It's actually kind of a long quote for such a short story. I can't do this, she said. Her voice is steady as she could keep it. I love you and I want you in my life, but I can't love you enough for the both of us. I'm sorry. He threw a suction cup dart at the wall. Fine, whatever. She blinked away tears. Do you even care that this fixation of yours has such a stronghold, stronghold, stranglehold on our very existence that it is killing you in front of me? I care, he said, his voice hollow, but I am who I am. It's just such a sad picture of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Realistic. And then she leaves him. Yes. Realistic. Yeah. Real. But also sad. And it's not something that we, I mean, I guess we saw a little bit of it in I Want to Believe, mm-hmm. but that also ended on a happy note and it wasn't really too much of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it going this way. Absolutely. Yeah. This one, for me, it packed an emotional punch. It did. Um, Fun fact, that was the one of the very first X-Files fanfics that I ever read. It was my very first AV fic. Oh. But it's not on my list. So Obviously, this can be off the record, but where does it land for you in terms of AV fics? Um, I love it. I just like these other ones better. Sure, sure. There are so many of them. There are just so many of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that's it for me. My my little baby fic. The, there's not a lot to say about it, but it's good. <laughs> that's okay. My number one is a tiny, tiny, tiny fic. Ooh, tinier than 600 whatever. It's okay, no. Words? It's not that tiny. Okay. One of my honorable mentions is 433, though. Ooh, I'm excited to know which one that is. Um, yeah, so we're to number ones already. Um, kind of sped through that. Okay, 
Um, so my number one, and I'm going to do a horrible job of explaining mm. this because, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> is Jude by Escape oh. Gray 74. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, which is really weird for me because it's a pet fic and I don't have pets and <laughs> I don't necessarily like pets, but other people's pets are fine. Um, it is 1,988 words. It's rated teen. Um, it's on AO3. Mulder and Scully are broken up. Um, he's kind of a little bitter about it, but he's kind of just dealing and just kind of coping. Um, but he misses talking to Scully, but he can't talk to Scully. So he decides to get a puppy. And he talks to it about Scully as he processes her leaving and what went wrong. And they don't necessarily get back together, but it kind of leaves you in a hopeful place. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of just like snapshots, like over periods of time. Um, and there is, you know, Skelly comes over and she's like, oh my God, are you pet sitting? And he's like, no, I got a dog and whatnot. Um, and she comes over, you know, maybe a couple more times and she buys stuff for Jude and, um, Asks him why he named her him Jude, and obviously it's after the Beatles song. She, you know, takes something sad and make it new, and it's just, it's just, I love seeing just this little glimpse or glimmer of like Mulder, kind of realizing how he fucked up, realizing what went wrong, even if he's a little like put off by the fact that she actually did leave. Um, and just coping with it, even by way of getting a pet, but it's super cute. Um, is that one recorded? It is. Kristen read it. Mm. Um, a long time ago. Yes. She gazed up at him from her lowered position and he felt his heart hurting through space like a weight and hurting and he felt his heart hurtling through space like a wayward satellite, desperately seeking the gravity he found only in her eyes. He could go on without her. He knew that now. It wasn't the life he wanted, but he hadn't been living the life he wanted before. He wanted with her at his side. He'd been throwing logs on the pyre of his past, while the present slowly starved for lack of oxygen beside the flames. It's so it's a good thing. It is. It's great and it's wonderful and it's super short mm-hmm. and it's it's a really easy read and I don't there's just something so wonderful about the way that Scape Grace writes. Yeah. It's yeah, just think. it's just lovely. So there's that. Nice. All of my short, short, short ones and more to come. Kristen, what's your number one? 
My number one is For Better or Worse by Frangie Pandy Down Under on AO3. Rated general audiences, it's 7,300 words. Uh, it starts with, um, they are broken up, and it starts with Maggie dying. And it's a moment that shifts for them and brings them back into a place where they can talk again. And after Maggie passes, Scully's at home. She's taking some time off work. She's basically channeling all her anger and frustration, sadness into cleaning. And Mulder shows up at her apartment. He brings her a rose bush and she just laughs. I'm like, you know, I'll kill it. I don't keep anything alive like that. And then the fix starts flashing back and forth to their, like, what caused their breakup. And the general rundown is, like, Mulder kept isolating himself, locking himself in his office more, not coming to bed. And Scully's tipping point came a day she came home early from work. She made them this big fancy meal. And he wouldn't even, like, acknowledge that she was there. And she's just realizes she has to leave she has to be done and she does leave and she keeps checking up on Mulder but she's really not getting through to him and it comes out at one point that she ends up having to have him like hospitalized for his breakdown and we flip back to after her mother died and Mulder invites her over for dinner one night and he ends up making her the same meal she made him that night that was the night she left and he tells her, he's like, I want to tell you what I was doing in the office all this time. And he takes her into the office and it, it turns out he's been sketching these images of William the whole time, like from when he was a baby, picturing what he might look like as he grew older. And he became like obsessed with it. And it did spur his breakdown where he like, in one of their big blowups, like blames her for everything. And it's just really a lot of vile anger towards her. And he tells her, he's like, you know, I know you had to hospitalize me. I know you had to, you know, leave. And it, it ends like on a hopeful note, like they're not back together, but they're in a better place than they had been before. And they're kind of on that path to being able to fix things and make it better. Um, quote. She checked in on him every day at first, and then he changed the locks and forced her to wait on the step, like an outsider. She felt him slipping away with every unanswered knock. When he did let her in, she made sure he was going to his appointments. She tidied the kitchen out of habit. She even took a bag of laundry once in a while. He griped about never being able to find the t-shirt or those jeans, about her buying the wrong soap or the wrong brand of cereal. He never seemed... He never seemed to be doing anything other than hunched over his desk in the office or sitting in the dark. He made her wait in the cold. By the time he let her in, she was frozen to the marrow and struggling to contain her rising irritation. She looked around the room, each surface crammed with notes and pens and books, playing cards scattered across the coffee table, a couple of laptops holding up a pile of magazines. The piece Lily, her mother had given them years before, was dried out and brown. So it's, I like, I mean, not that I like that he, you know, went through this, but the way it shows his downfall and at the end like he basically he says like do you still love me and she said like love was never the problem for the two of them mm -hmm. it was 
everything else that went along with it. And the very end, he ends up giving her, she had left her wedding ring behind when she noticed he had stopped wearing his. And he gives it back to her and says, you know, for better or worse, Scully. And that's how it leaves off. Hmm. I love Vicky Fix. Yeah. Cool. Annie? Yeah. What's your number one? My number one is Saudade by Sullivan. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Forgot that one? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously high on my list, but in general, like it's a fic that is high on my list. Yes. And that one is, what is it? It is rated teen and it's 3,462 words. So it's a Portuguese word that means a sad state of intense longing for someone or something. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Even even the title is angsty. So this one begins with Scully looking for an apartment with some douchey real estate agent. Um, She finds one that sounds a lot like her place in the revival. Uh, It comes fully furnished and, this is a quote, it's streamlined, uh, clutter-free, cold. Everything about it feels wrong. And then Scully says, I'll take it. So she keeps this from Mulder, keeps the keys in her pocket. But one day she leaves them out by the coffee pot like on her way to work so like Mulder's not downstairs she's just like oh I'll leave it here and even though there is the evidence the proof of um, Mulder having been in the kitchen you know like Uh it's been moved around they still don't address the keys and it goes like that for a couple of weeks until she finally packs her bags her boxes and leaves and that is when it's like when she's loading up the car that she and Mulder finally address her leaving the breakup um and he says or no sorry it says here he scratches a hand through his hair searching for words how can you say that scully i don't understand i don't understand either i wish i did she swallows trying not to notice the little things he's wearing the red plaid pajama bottoms that were always her favorite he's holding one of the random mugs they'd bought at a flea market only five for a i'm sorry only five dollars for the whole box when they'd had a huge empty house and nothing to put in it. Now the house is full and she's the one who's empty. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And so um, this is a really good overview of their breakup. And it kind of starts taking you into their reconciliation. Um, And I kind of, I like the way that it's revealed to Mulder that she's leaving Mm-hmm. without them actually talking about it which feels so true to their characters that yes yep outstanding thick i love this one and andrea's great yeah so and that's great. it Yay. for the top three anyway. for the top three yeah. i have i only have three honorable mentions although okay i, I have three kind of sort of honorable okay whatever i'm gonna dive in um very honestly, aside from the fact that it's 433 words, I think that this fic, this untitled fic, could probably have tied with my number two. Um, 
It doesn't have a title. It is uh, so untitled Tumblr prompt mm-hmm. <laughs> by Elijah Vergata. Like I said, it's 433 words. It is only only on Tumblr. Um, she she dropped it like two years ago, I think. Um, after uh, um, after Ismet uh, like prompted her. And it's, it's just really introspective. It's not, it's just about Scully and her, her new house and the reasons that she chose the new house and um, just how her routine is just so vastly different than Mulder's. Um, And because it could have been my number two, I'm reading you the tail end of it because, because. Nights at Mulder's when she wants them, cozy with pots in the sink and cheap wine and sweaty skin and panting breath, all tangled up in his mismatched sheets. Her car parked in the dirt, wind chimes clanging on the porch. Mulder has a fully immersive material experience. She never stays longer than a couple days, afraid of the gravity his possessions have. They could draw her back in their odd orbit, out of her own trajectory. She could crash on the surface of his strange planet and be marooned there again. Organic molecules need warmth and water to spark into life, and she refuses to risk nurturing anything that might die. Scully clicks the fireplace on, taps out a grocery order. Loneliness is a choice. It's super short, and oh my god, it's <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And... There's just the comparison between like the almost utilitarian house that she's in now and like the coziness of like the unremarkable house. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Um, and then I also have Heartache by Frangie Payne Down Under, which is 910 words. It's on AO3, it's rated teen. Um, Mulder thinks that he is suffering from a legit broken heart and he ends up going to the hospital. Scully goes to the hospital um, and yeah. Um, And then Fever by Darla Black. It's 1,121 words, Mm -hmm. rated G. Um, Scully is sick somewhere around season 11 and her mother calls Mulder who comes over and he cooks for her and he holds her and it's sweet. Um, And then... Hang on. We brought it up earlier. Um, this is unofficially not technically on my list, but could be because it hurts like a bitch. Um, where the vines cling crimson. Where the vines cling crimson. Mm. Also by AB is the one where Scully has like a cancer remission and they're broken up and they mm-hmm. are just like spewing vitriol at each other. She didn't even call him. Skinner called him. And like, it's just, they're like duking it out and battling. And it's, but in the end, I mean, it's got to be there for her. But yeah, it's, whoo, that one's, (laughs) that one's a lot. Um, But yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. All short, every one of them short. But good. Kristen, you. I 
also had Fever by Darla Black. So I'm going to just skip over that one. Awesome. Um, I had First Time for Everything by Admiralty on AO3, rating explicit, mm. 119K. I I love the chapters on the breakup, but it's just such a small part of the whole story as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. But the breakup section is really, really well written. Um, Blessed Be Our Ever After by Rational Cashew on AO3, Ready Teen and Up. Um, currently sitting at 130K, but it's a work in progress. Um, it's canon divergent. Mulder and Scully have William with them. He is a teenager. They break up. Um, and it actually works a lot or deals a lot with it from William's perspective of feeling shuffled around between his parents how their breakups affecting him um, and his life and education. Um, interesting different take on it, but it is a work in progress. So I left it off my top three. Uh, Shipwrecked by Darla Black. Um, Scully's on a date and gets a call from Mulder where he's having a mental like spiral. Um, and she leaves the date to go help take care of him uh tethered by cultures of dark beer on ao3 explicit uh like ten thousand k roughly um it's set shortly before season 11 and works from the end of their breakup to them getting back together um so you don't hear the beginning stages of the breakup and then a new author i found um two kinds on ao3 it's a very short fit called Gas Station Coffee, rated teen and up. It's 882 words. Um, it's definitely from Scully's point of view of her kind of hitting her rock bottom. Um, she's leaving a 12-hour shift at a hospital. She stops to buy a pack of cigarettes and coffee. And she's sitting in her car smoking and drinking this really bad coffee, just reflecting on how her life is miserable but is it better than when she used to wonder if Mulder was coming to bed um if she was going to wake up and find Mulder dead or not in the morning from killing himself like that she's miserable alone but is it better than the alternative mm-hmm. wow yeah. deep and dark yes deep and dark marvelous that's my mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep, dark, and depressing. Yep. Annie, what about yours? Yeah. So mine, the two that I had originally had on my list, but decided to take off because they weren't so breakup specific, were Wonders Never Cease by Story by Corey, which is really just post-Babylon porch sex, but they're broken up, but sort of getting back together. And Dichotomous by Eloisa Vergata which again is more about the reconciliation, but worth the read. Um, And then actually I should say Dichotomous is really sweet. I just, I know we're not doing quotes. It's a really sweet one. Um, I did a quote, so I mean, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And then there's No Holocaust for the Weary by Lost Loves. And that one is another Tad O'Malley. I really tried to limit the Tad O'Malley fix that I put on my top three, even though I love them. Uh, and finally, 
This one is the only one that I saw on, um, what's it called? Gossamer. I mean, they had, there's some other breakup fix on Gossamer, but this was the best one that I found. Um, it's called Poison by Katrinka. It's NC-17 and it's, it doesn't have to do with like their breakup post I want to believe as we know it. It's set more during the original run of the show. And I thought that was really interesting because you didn't really see that back then. It was more about them getting together than them breaking up. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And it's it's a short one. It's 20K, but it's that's characters. So considerably shorter. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like silly, but it was good. Fun, cool. different. We like different. I like different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Major points for being different. Well, we all have a bunch of fix to read because, I mean, who just who doesn't love a breakup fix? I'm sure plenty of people don't love breakup fix. There's nothing wrong with you. We just we <laughs> we we love them. Um. So yeah, this is our last our last top three for the season. We will come back at you next, starting in September, I believe. Um, but on June first. If I manage it, if I can get all of those tracks edited by then, um, June 1st, we are having an expanded Darkest Timeline episode uh, with, if everything works out perfectly wonderful, uh, with a super special guest that I'm not going to tell you about just in case life happens. Um, but we are going to be discussing Iolocus by Rivcat and Mustang Sally. Um, you either love it or hate it, but read it and join in on wherever you see our posts. <laughs> join in the discussion. There's going to be a lot of us. It's going to be a blast. So, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. That's going to be super fun. It will. And it'll, it'll be a good discussion, too. 